Super Talk Mississippi media production. Join us now on the podcast for a preview of South Carolina, Emily Adams. She covers the Gamecocks for the Greenville News. And Emily, we had you on Sports Talk Mississippi a a few weeks ago, and we talked about how big this game was going to be for South Carolina and for Mississippi State. And here we are three weeks into the season, and the game is bigger than we even thought it was going to be. Just from your perspective, do you think it's bigger for South Carolina or for Mississippi State? Yeah, it's it's tough to say. I, I almost think it's bigger for Mississippi State right now. Um, just just looking at the rest of the schedule, you know, South Carolina still has, you know, so many big games ahead of it. You know, they they're even looking at Tennessee the week after Mississippi State is a big one for them. Uh, they've got Kentucky early in November, which will be a big one for them. So, you know, I, I think they have a lot on the line here in terms of sort of proving that they've made strides from from that week one disaster that they had and and after they were able to sort of look a little bit better against Georgia last week um, but I think for Mississippi State coming off of the loss this is this is going to be a big deal game for them uh, not not necessarily even just to win but just to again look look better than that performance and show that that's sort of not the the ceiling for them. That's very interesting because I would have said the opposite and I cover Mississippi State. I would have said South Carolina <laughs> because I think being one in three with, you know, I think Tennessee is good enough to win next week. To be one in four at the end of this yeah. month, is, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. For, for, but for both teams, it is a, a huge game. You know, when we watch Saturday's game against Georgia, I, I always wonder about teams when they play a game like that. You know, you play a top team, you're in the game the whole way, and you just kind of run out of gas there at the end. If you're thinking about South Carolina, do you think they take that as a positive and they're, okay, we can build on that, or are they going to be flat because, gosh, we gave that everything we had and still came up short? Yeah, it's it's been interesting, and I think, you know, today we'll we'll talk to players and to to Shane, and so I think that'll give a little bit better of a sense. But the, the mood was definitely tough after that Georgia game, I think, you know, in the building, there was just a lot of frustration that, yeah, they they were so close and just couldn't get it over the finish line. But, you know, I, I think from the outside, I mean, that performance was such a far cry from what they were in week one and, and even against Furman in some ways. So, you know, it's it's hard to fault them for, you know, giving Georgia their closest game in Sanford since like 2020. Um, so I, I hope that this week they're sort of able to to look back on that and, and appreciate the sort of moral victory of it. Um, because I think it is a, a huge building point, especially for some of those young players um, who are making their, their starting debuts this week uh, as expected. I thought we saw, you know, both sides of Spencer Rattler on Saturday in the first half. He was, he was really, really good, but then obviously Georgia turned up the heat and he was more inconsistent there in the second half. Three weeks into the season, I think he's looked pretty good, though. What, what do you what do you judge Spencer Rattler as after the first three games? Yeah, I was really critical of him um, last year, especially on the turnovers, the accuracy, and that's been such a huge improvement at the beginning of this year. I've, I mean, I've just been really, really impressed with what he's been able to to put together, even you know, with an O line that has really struggled, with a run game that really can't get going. Like he has sort of just put this offense on his back. Um, and I think we saw that at Georgia too, you know, even in that second half when, when the wheels sort of came off, I think that was almost more just sort of out of necessity. You know, they got into so many of those third and long situations and, and he was just kind of 
throwing it up and hoping somebody was going to get to it at that point. You know, losing Juice Wells at the beginning of that game uh, definitely did not help either. So it's, you know, I think he sort of ended up in a tough situation, but I don't think his stat line from last week is necessarily reflective of how well he played, Um, especially when you look at the Georgia game last year where the offense didn't have a touchdown uh, with the first string in. So, you know, I think just looking at, at that, comparison is a, a real testament to his growth in in just one offseason. Are you been have you been surprised by how by how one dimensional the South Carolina offense has been? They have not been able to get anything going on the ground thus far. Yeah, I unfortunately uh that has not been a surprise. I think that was a concern that, frankly that they had even last year uh once Marshall and Lloyd got hurt towards the end of the season and you know, once he hit the transfer portal is now at USC, um, they just didn't they didn't bring in anyone to sort of fill that hole. So, you know, to carry on Joyner starting at running back as a former quarterback and wide receiver, I think, you know, he's he's been really good in red zone situations. But outside of that, he really struggles to break tackles. He struggles to kind of find gaps in the open field. Um, so. Uh, it's looking like we're going to see a little bit more Mario Anderson um, this week. He was on the depth chart for the first time. He's a transfer out of uh, Division II Newberry. Um, and he's he's had some flashes, but they haven't used him a ton. Um, and he's, you know, a, a little bit bigger than Juju McDowell, who's their top returner. Um, and so I think, you know, having a more true running back like back there might help them. Um, but we'll see. I think this week might be a little bit of an experiment on that front for them. Is this for Mississippi State defensively? Is their game plan going to just be, hey, if we slow down Xavier Leggett, we're going to win? Uh, yeah, honestly, I mean, <laughs> they're not expecting to have Juice Wells this week. He's um, had a, a suspected broken foot. We're supposed to get an update yeah. on that today as well. But he will almost definitely be out and. Yeah, Leggett has been, I mean, just the breakout star of the season for them. So, yeah, I mean, I think we saw it in the second half with Georgia. They were able to make those adjustments to the passing game and and slow things down there. And, yeah, if you can get pressure on Rattler and you can shut down Leggett, you know, they're really going to struggle to get moving. And, you know, that was sort of the tale of two halves we got in Athens last week. So let's talk about this game from a from a Sunday perspective. What are we talking about if Carolina wins, and what are we talking about if Carolina loses? Yeah, I mean, I think if they win, you know, we're talking about, you know, they've, they've set themselves up in a good place to go to Tennessee. They've, you know, going into the, the bye at, you know, three and two or two and three uh, after Tennessee – you're in a fairly solid place either way, even though, you know, they really do have kind of a brutal second half of the schedule here outside of a couple weeks. Um, but if they lose, I think you start to have serious questions about what their path to, to even bowl eligibility looks like, you know, with, with Tennessee being sort of uncertain. Um, I think that one again will be a really big deal just in terms of how well they can hang with them. If they are able to pull out a win there, that would be huge. But, you know, you go to Mizzou and Texas A&M on the road right out of the bye week, which are both really hard places to play at. Um, You know, they've got Kentucky and Clemson right at the end of the season. So you you start to to have trouble finding six wins in that schedule a little bit. Um, So I think that will sort of be the big question for them is is whether they're able to 
to get over the hump by the end of the year. It's going to be a very interesting game in Columbia Saturday night. And I, I really do feel like somebody's season is on the line. And we'll find out who uh, after this one. Yeah. Emily Adams, Greenville News, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.